have them this week. How many hear me tonight? I look forward to having them this week. Amen. I'm excited, man. Y'all are like, man, it's a busy week. It's always busy around Caney Creek Cowboy Church, and that's not a bad problem to have, brothers and sisters. Open your Bibles to the book of Revelation. I want to talk to you about how to beat the devil. I wrote down some things that I found to be true. And I, I want you to understand that every time I get behind this pulpit, no matter what you say or believe about me, I preach the truth. And people don't like to hear it so often. I know sometimes I'm preaching, I'm like, man, Janet told me this week, she said, Brother Mark, boy, I come over here and I sometimes say, man, why do I come for this beating? That's what God does. He brings the truth into our life, and it don't feel good sometimes when we hear the truth. If you're drinking all the time and we say, hey, man, God says that a drunkard will never enter the heaven, kingdom of heaven. And you're still drinking and you're still doing it by, you're coming to church and you're still doing it. You know, you don't like to hear that stuff. If you come and, the, and, and you've been cheating on your wife or you've been cheating on your husband and, and, and the Lord says, man, an adulteress will never enter the gates of heaven. And you're like, man, I don't want to hear that, Pastor Mark, because I got a good thing going. You got a good thing going right to hell. Come on, somebody, hear the truth. You know, I, 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 <laughs> here's a picture of spiritual warfare we're going to look at tonight. Satan is hurled down to earth. The Bible says that Satan's still here on earth. How many believe that tonight? And he's on the war path. He's on the war path. You and I are the focus of his fury. You and I are in his radar. He's on the war path. He's coming to your house as soon as church is over if he don't get you at the restaurant. He's going to get inside anywhere he can get inside. He will attack you. He'll attack your children. He don't stop at nothing. He is our number. We are his number one enemy. Well, he's my number one enemy too. Somebody say amen. Spiritual warfare, we're going to stay on this subject maybe a whole month. Maybe a whole month, man. Let's stay on this subject. Let's see if we can together rise up in our spirit and walk by faith and not by sight. How to defeat the devil. The Bible says that Satan is here and he's on the war path and you and I are the focus of his fury. He's like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. So you say, Pastor Mark, how can I stand up against the devil? I think it's found right here in Revelations 12, 11. Revelations 12, verse 11. How can we beat the devil? They triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb. And by the word of their testimony. They did not love their, their lives so much as to shrink from death. Therefore rejoice your heavens and you who dwell in them. But woe to the earth and the sea because the devil has gone down to you. He is filled with fury because he knows that his time is short. I'll say it one more time. His time is short. 
And if you don't like the fact that I yell sometime, I'm going to say it one more time. And his time is short. Hallelujah. When the dragon saw that he had been hurled to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. The woman has given the two wings of a great eagle so that she might fly to the place prepared for her in the wilderness where she would be taken care of for a time and time and half a time out of the serpent's reach. Then from the mouth, the serpent spewed water like a river to overtake the woman and swept her away with torment. Man. I've heard one time someone say he's a smooth-talking devil. I'm not talking about your ex-boyfriends or girlfriends. I'm talking about Satan. He's a smooth-talking devil. He'll whisper things in your ear. He'll put things in your mind. (laughs) Is anybody here going through something can understand what I'm saying? He'll whisper something in your ear. He'll say something in your mind. He'll cause you to stumble. He will cause you to stumble. How can we overcome him, Pastor Mark? Well, here's a picture of spiritual warfare. Satan is hurled down to earth. You know why he's hurled down to earth? Because God can't stand him either. (laughs) That's good stuff. God can't stand him. He's, he's lying on God. He's trying to go up against God. He's trying to be something over God. And God says, you know what? Let me just show you how big a God I am. And so God, in, in this little picture, uh, Miss Betty, oh, uh, that I'm showing you is, is, is spiritual world warfare at its fine. Satan is hurled down to earth. And the Bible says that he's still here. Well, if he's still here, he's looking for somebody to get into tonight. <laughs> He's looking to get in your marriage. He's looking to get in your church. He's looking to get in your relationships with your brothers and sisters in the church. You ain't smart enough to know that, that he, he's, he's a silver-tongued devil. He'll whisper things and he'll say things and he'll catch you off guard. He'll get you at the weakest moment. Come on, somebody. He'll whisper something to you. Come on, Miss Biggs, you understand what I'm saying, don't you? He'll come right on and say something to you right at the right time. Well, I went into the concession stand, and, and I, I caught ready to serve God. But as soon as I got in there, well, and, and nobody spoke to me. Everybody shunned me. Uh, they all think that I'm a, oh, I almost said it in church. I said bad person. I don't know what y'all are saying. Clean up your mind. They must think that I ain't no good. They must think that I'm bad. They must think that they're better than me. They must think, oh, yeah, they're so much better than me. I won't even serve in the concession stand anymore. How will they like that if I don't come back next week? Who's got some of those things thought to? He's a silver-tongued devil. He's a silver-tongued devil. Well, nobody, nobody appreciates me. Nobody gives me a pat on the back. Nobody, 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 nobody. Let me tell you something. There is somebody. That sees all, knows all, hears all, and never forgets all. <laughs> and we should be doing it all for him. I wish somebody get on to that tonight. Me, myself, and I like to get on some of that tonight. How can we overcome Satan? 
It tells us right here in the Word. They triumph over him by the blood of the Lamb. By the blood of the Lamb. Number one, if you're taking notes, how do you overcome spiritual warfare? How do you get past it? Number one, in verse in, in Revelations 12, 11 says, They triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb. They overcome him by the blood of the Lamb. You must have the blood of the Lamb to defeat the devil. What are you saying to me, Brother Mark? Break that down in English. I'm saying tonight, if you're not saved, you're never going to defeat the devil. You have to have the blood of the Lamb. You have to be born again, saved by an amazing grace. Come on, somebody. And have the blood of the Lamb. If you are not saved tonight, you're always going to have hell and save people. Sometimes you'll be in hell. You'll be tormented by Satan. But the only way that you can overcome him and ever overcome him is by the blood of the Lamb. If you are not in Christ then all the good works you do, all the self-sacrifice you do, all the church coming you do, you're not secured any victory. Oh, come on, somebody wrap that up tonight. If You need to pay attention because you're going to get the heck beat out of you next week if you're not listening tonight. You overcome him, number one, by the blood of the Lamb, by being saved. When I got saved... When I got saved 10 years ago, right then and there, God washed my sins away with his precious blood. And I got saved. And I believe still today that I'm saved. And I believe that I might be going through some trials. I might be going through some tribulations. But the moment God says stop, it's going to stop. And the moment says when he's tested or when you're tested, when she's tested, when she's tried, and you've proven faithful because you believe in Christ, when you withstood the storm, one day God's going to speak to that storm and tell it to stop. Oh, I wish I had my boat in here tonight. There was a little story about the disciples was on a boat and Jesus was sleeping and a big old storm came. All the problems came to them. They thought they was going to die. Jesus stood up. They woke him up. They woke him up. He was sound asleep. And, and they woke him up. Jesus said, be still. Did you know nothing can happen to you without his permission? When you are saved and born again and you are covered in the blood of the Lamb, nothing can happen to you without His permission. You will be tested. You will be tempted. But you have a choice, brothers and sisters. Are you going to give in or are you not going to give in? There's, I, I love that part. The, the, if, if you want to defeat the devil, you have to have a relationship with Christ. How many tonight really have a relationship with Christ? This guy right here, this, this Jesus Christ in this old picture I, I got. How many got a, a relationship with this guy? I mean, I know he comes in black and whites and browns, and some, some even women think that he's a woman, but he ain't a woman. I'm just telling you because they don't say he's a woman, so he's a man. All you women live, ladies, I'm sorry. Jesus, man, Jesus, son. I gave you all that for free. You know, this is one of the greatest pictures and the portraits of him. And the only way to overcome any of Satan's attacks is to believe in him with all your heart. I put him up here on my heart. I can put him on my shirt. I can put him on my truck. But until I receive him as my heavenly father, 
I can never defeat Satan. You know, I, the second thing I think that, that we can defeat Satan, that I, I, it's found right here, we'll stay right here, is the word of the testimony. Look, Revelations 12, 11 says, They triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Jesus overcomes Satan by the word of God. Ephesians 6 says the only offensive weapon in the Christian soldier's armor is the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Boy, it's so fitting right now that I went into Mary's office and got her sword that the ladies bought her a couple years ago from a great women's revival that we had. How many remember when Lynn brought her sword of the Spirit? And she said, you have to put on the whole armor of God. And even if you got the whole armor of God on and you don't have the word, you got nothing. You have to have the sword. And, and, and man, Miss Lynn had her sword and some beautiful ladies in the church said, you know what, Miss Mary needs her own sword. Lynn has her sword. Miss Mary being the mother of the church, putting on these fantastic women's revivals, she needs her own sword so that when Satan comes, you just chop his head off. You know, this is a long sword. Brother Vic told me the other day there was somebody come by my house and cuss me out. Brother Vic said, get you a long stick and just whack him. I should have ran out there with this big. I would have chased him down. He was scared to death. <laughs> I don't went to jail. Y'all had to bail me out. Anybody put up some bail money for their pastor? Come on, somebody. Amen. I saw y'all. We leave him there, y'all. We leave him there. We leave him there. If I go to jail, I got to save somebody. I know that. But you got to have the sword of the Spirit. So when Satan comes and he wants to get one of your children, when Satan comes and he wants to destroy your marriage, when Satan comes, you got to use the Word of God. Baby, I think it would be good for you just to hold that tonight. Just put it over there with you tonight. Give my wife a big round of applause and pray. Amen. Keep that. You ain't got to hold it up. You just put it in your lap tonight. One thing Miss Lynn gave her too, see, of the sword, that's when he's coming and you know you can keep him back. Sometimes, watch this. How many know that Satan sometimes can really get you? Miss Lynn gave her something for close combat. <laughs> uh, he'd get right up on you. He'd sneak up on you. He's a silver-tongued devil. He'll sneak up on you. You've got to have something for close combat. got to get after him with the word of God. I believe, listen, the word of our testimony. How many right now can, can, can quote uh, Jeremiah 29, 11? For I know the plans that God has for me, plans to prosper me, not to hurt me or harm me, plans for a future and a hope. Come on, somebody. Anybody know Jeremiah 29, 11? I know the plans that God has for me, and it's not to destroy me, but for a future and a hope. you got to have the word. Brothers and sisters, you got to stand on the word. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not one of those pastors that can just quote the word. I'm not that guy. I don't have that type of memory. There's a great bunch of pastors out there. And maybe when I've been doing this 20 years, because I'm not giving up. I'm going to clear that tonight. I'm not giving up on what God has called me to do. I don't care what anybody says or what anybody thinks. But maybe 20 years down the road, maybe 30 years down the road, if I live that long enough, I might know every word in this Bible, I'll be able to quote it. But I know this, when the Holy Spirit gives me a word, I tell that word to whoever needs to hear it, it comes to me just like that. And if he'll do it for me, he'll do it for you. If he'll do it for me, he'll do it for you. 
but he won't do it if you don't know it. You've got to study it. You may not can memorize it. You may not have a great memory, but if you get in your Bible and you read it or you listen to a preacher preach, you come to church. It's so important for your Christian walk to have your butt in church every time the doors are open. Did I say button church? I did. That's the thing behind you. Sit in a blue chair. Listen to the word of God. Imply it in your life. Listen. Let it put in your ears, in your mind, in your heart, and be ready to fight the devil because this is a war. This is a war that we're in. And you are his number one enemy. To overcome him, we need the word of our testimony. Jesus overcomes Satan by the word of God. In Ephesians 6, the only offensive weapon in the Christian soldiers. Who calls herself a soldier? <laughs> stand up if you're a soldier for the Lord. Don't stand up if you don't mean it. Stand up if you've got some backbone in your walk. You're not going to deny him. You're not going to deny Christ. Stand up and say, you know what? I ain't denying Christ. I I'm going to go all the way, Brother Mark. Stay seated if you don't mean it because if you've got to go with God in the hard times. You've got to go with him in the valley, in the ditches. When the doctor comes in and says it might be cancer, you got to stay with God. Come on, y'all be seated. Give all the soldiers a big round of applause. Can I ask you a question real quick and I'll be done? How foolish would it be for you and I to enter any battle without a weapon? We can't go up against Satan without a weapon. And our weapon is the word of God. You win every battle of Satan by taking the word of God out of the sheath. By getting the book off the doggone uh, hood of your uh, dash of your truck and open it up. you got five minutes before you go back to work. Try to read your Bible. Read your Bible. Before you go to work, sit down, grab your coffee. And if your coffee is a Dr. Pepper like me, grab your Dr. Pepper, grab your coffee, sit down, and open it up and give God five minutes with the Word. It will change the whole outcome of your life. You win every battle of Satan by taking the Word of God into your hand. Quoting Scripture. I think... Our testimony is also sharing our faith. Come on, somebody. He said you win by your testimony, by what you can say, the words. But it's also about sharing your faith. You see a brother or sister down, you lift them up. You see a brother or sister hurting, going through something, you go over there and you talk to them. You do the best you can. You call them, you text them, you knock on their door. Whatever you can do. Man, don't be ugly in your spirit. Be kind and gentle and peaceful in your spirit and say, God, this is my testimony. I love my brothers and I love my sisters. And if I know that they're going through something, I'm going to call them. You share your faith. The word of our testimony helps other people beat the devil too. I once read a story about a young girl in the Korean War. A group of believers were having chapel. How many people know in China and Korea and foreign countries like that, you can't have open church? Who drove over here tonight in their car? Raise your hand. Did we check you for anything? We just let you ride on in. Uh, we didn't check you and see if you had qualifications to be a Christian. We said, man, we believe that you can come, you can hear the word of God. Over there in Korea and China and some of those foreign countries, they got to hide. They got to hunker down. 
and, and, and there was a group, and, and, and there was this, I read the story of this little Christian group that was happening. They were having a little chapel service when a bunch of soldiers came in with machine guns. And one of the soldiers said, everybody get up. See, they were on the ground praying. They said, everybody get up. So they got up off their knees, and they told them to line up against the wall, and they did. And the soldiers, look, the soldiers ripped the picture of Jesus Christ off the wall. And they told the men in the church, they said, I will let you go if you come and spit on that picture. If you'll just come and spit on that picture. He said, everybody get up. So they got up off their knees. They lined up against the wall. They did what the soldiers told them to do. They ripped the picture of Christ off the wall and threw it down on the floor. And they said, okay, if you want out of here, spit on the picture. The first three men in the church got up and went and spit on the picture. And there was a little Korean girl who read that Jesus would provide a way out of any trouble by calling on his name. The soldiers ripped that picture of Christ off the wall and threw it down on the floor. He said, everybody come here and spit on the picture and curse his name. The first three in line were the men of the church. They obeyed the soldiers. They did what they commanded them to do. They spit on the picture of Jesus and then they cussed the little girl. She came up before the picture and she dropped to her knees. And she lifted her skirt, and she began to wipe the spit off the picture. And she said, go ahead and kill me. Go ahead and kill me if that's what you're going to do. She came up, and she stood there, and she wiped that spit off with her skirt. She said, go ahead and kill me. I cannot curse my Lord and Savior's name. The, told, the soldiers told her to get up. They blindfolded that girl and the three men and marched them out behind the chapel. There were still some other people in the chapel. The people inside heard three shots. The soldiers came back in with the little girl alive. The soldier said, anyone who gives up what they believe that easily is not fit to live. I'm going to pass this picture around tonight and let you spit on it. Start here. Harry, come on, grab it, homie. You're going through some stuff. Go ahead and spit on it. Go ahead. You want to give up? Spit on it. Maybe you get your money back. You spit on it. Huh? Beverly, come on. Maybe the family will come back together. We just spit on the picture. Huh? Pass it around. Spit on it. Some of y'all going through some stuff. Spit on it. Anybody want to come up and spit on it? I didn't think so. Bring me back my picture. I ain't done with it. Bring it back up here, Amy girl. I wouldn't deny my Lord and Savior for nothing either. Come on, give God a praise. I want this hung back up in the Rose Center. I want it shining for the whole world to see why we do and who we serve and what we're doing out there makes a difference in somebody's life. That little girl, man, they blindfolded her and took her off, and she was ready to die. How many are ready to die tonight for their faith in Jesus Christ? Are you just talking to talk but not walking the walk? How many are ready to give up every time you have something not go your way 
I mean, I'm talking to myself, too. There are days where my faith is weak. I'm, I'm wounded. I've been insulted. And there's some days I just want to just go and just do something else but not walk away from this guy. I can never walk away from him because I love him so much. They overcome Satan by the word of their testimony. You can't give up drinking, come spit on it. You can't quit smoking crack, come spit on it. You can't quit lying, come spit on it. You're saying, God, you know what? I can't do it. Yes, you can tonight. Come on, somebody. You can defeat Satan tonight. <laughs> if you want to defeat the devil, you must exercise your faith. And you must share it, both by word and action. Touch somebody and say, action. Touch somebody and say, action. Not a bunch of grumbling and complaining, moping and whining, but by saying, you know what, I have been in a storm, but I know that I'm coming out tonight. I think the third thing, you have to be willing to die for the Lord. Not only willing to live for the Lord, but you have to be willing to die for the Lord. The Bible says, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. James 4 the only way one can resist the devil is to draw near to God. We must put on the whole armor of God so that we might stand against the wiles of the devil. Ephesians. How many are ready to die tonight for your Savior, Jesus Christ? How many, yeah, man, I'll die for my wife. I'll die for my children. I'll die for my boyfriend. I'll die for my horse. I'll die for my money. Would you die for Christ? I know I would. He died for me. Come on, somebody. He died for you also. Come on, somebody. He died for you also. But no, no tomb could hold my Lord and Savior. Three days later, he rose from the dead. He's still alive today. I think another way that we can defeat the devil is to think right. Who understands that tonight? Philippians 4.8, turn there with me tonight. Got my Bible? Philippians 4.8. I know it's before Revelation. We got to think right, brothers and sisters. If you know it not to be the truth, you're not letting let it get in your head. <laughs> Who's God talking to tonight? If you know it not to be the truth, don't let it get in your head. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Don't let it get in your head. I'm not going to let it get in my head. Boy, I was going through some stuff this week. I, I was really hurting, and, and, and thank God for Dr. Dave. He showed up this week, and Dr. Dave been in the ministry a lot longer than, I ain't got a doctor on my name, but I almost said Dr. Mark. I don't, I don't even have to have a title. You don't have to call me pastor. I, I appreciate you calling me pastor. I appreciate being your pastor, and I appreciate those that have taught this young church to call me pastor. But I don't do this for a title. But Dr. Dave swung by the other day, and, 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 and we were talking about some things. And he said, Brother Mark, I went and saw Max Licato. Has anybody ever heard of Max Licato? Like a great Christian author, pastor, 
worldwide evangelist. He said when he got saved, he wanted everybody else to get on the saved train. How many are like that? You get saved, you get excited, you get to join a great church. You want your husband to join, you want your kids to join, you want your neighbors to join. He said, when I got saved, I got on the saved train, and I wanted everybody to ride the saved train, so I started living right and changing my life. And, and, and he said, people started following him, and, 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 and I started growing my church, and people started following me, and man, it was awesome. And we'd adventure on a new ministry. Maybe it'd be an arena ministry, or maybe it'd be a roller skating ministry, or maybe it'd be to, to build a building or something, or maybe it'd be something. And he said, we'd adventure on a new building we'd be riding the train together and the train would stop and people would hop off the train and he said the train would start moving again and I but my brothers and sisters weren't on the train no more he said it would kill him that the people were quitting his church and and stopping serving with him it was driving him insane and I'm gonna tell you something when I go to sleep at night I think about the people in this church. And when I put my feet on the ground, I think about the people in this church. And that's what I told Dr. David. He had told me this amazing story that Max Licato, somebody's been doing it a lot longer, a lot smarter, a lot more educated than I am. It was killing him that he's on the Jesus train, not the long black train. Come on, somebody, the Jesus train. And he's headed to heaven. But the moment they want to go over here and feed the homeless, some would get off. The moment that they want to go over here and do something with the children, some would get off. The moment they wanted to go over here and do something, somebody wouldn't like it, and they get off the train. It was killing him when people would get off his train, get out of his church, move on. His wife looked him in the eyes, and she told him. She said, honey, it's killing you. You got to quit worrying about the ones that want to get off your train and start worrying about the ones that are on the train. You feed the ones that are on the train because that's the ones that are God's bringing to the train. And if they don't like you, they don't want to go to church with you, you can't do anything about that. Boy, he knew I needed to hear that. He knew I needed that in such a bad, bad way. And I thank God for Dr. Dave planting that seed. And I think that that's why I wrote this tonight, that you have to think right. And if you allow the devil to get in your mind, he'll get in. Think right. It says right here, it's highlighting this Bible. It says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Think right. Think I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. How many people can think that tonight? I got a little girl in my church. She's trying to learn how to ride a horse. Now, this girl here, y'all know her, her name is Tiffany, and she's trying to learn how to ride a horse. Now, if you haven't met Tiffany, she's not afraid of anything. Matter of fact, she's a gymnast, and I heard the other day she told me at lunch that she had broken a hundred and something bones in her body. She should have been a bull rider. Tiffany has broken over a hundred something bones in her body and God has restored her body every time she has broken a bone and now she trains the Olympic team. <laughs> she has a gymnasium over there and they come to her from all over the place and she trains them to do Olympic sports and so forth and so on. She's amazing, but she's trying to learn to ride this horse and she's trying to figure out things and she says, well, I'm scared. 
And I remember the other day, he said, Pastor, I got on for the first time, and I got to ride by myself, and I got up in the saddle, and nobody had to help me. And I thought right then and there, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. Whatever you got in your heart, you can do it. Whatever you got on your heart, you can make happen. I think the next thing, I got just a couple more and we're done. They're small things. I think we need to look right, too. Somebody say look right. We can look over here for help. We can look over here for help. We can look at Johnny B. Dalton's for help. We can look in the bottom of a whiskey bottle for help. We can look to our neighbors for help. We can look to church members for help. We can look to people of uh, great statue in this world. We can look to great people who call themselves prophets and this and that. And other. But if you really want to defeat the devil, you got to learn to look right. So you need to look right at Jesus. That's good preaching. If you don't like it, that's okay with me. You got to learn to look right. Touch somebody and say, look right. Look right. Look unto Jesus, the Bible says. We defeat the devil by keeping our eyes on Jesus and not on people. It's so good tonight, I'll clap myself. We need to look right. We need to look right. Quit watching what she's doing. Quit watching what he's doing. Quit worrying about him. Quit worrying about him. Sometimes I, I, I told people, I told Mary the other day, I said, honey, I am troubled. And she said, baby, what's the matter? I said, sometimes I feel like, I feel like that every eye is on me all the time. And I said, I feel like that my, my, my relationships with people are based upon my performance, not who I am in Christ, not who I am as a man, not who I am as a friend, not who as I am as a brother but what I can do for you. I hate feeling like that. I don't answer your call back. I don't say something to you. I don't shake your hand. You don't want nothing to do with me. I don't pay your light bill. You don't want nothing to do with me. I didn't do what you want me to do last night. I didn't get to run over there and, and wash your truck or, or change the wheels or, or run over there and do something. You know what? I hate that feeling. All of us should hate that feeling. We should look upon God for our answers, and that's where our source and our strength and our help comes from. Not man. I'm just a man just like you. I bleed. I have feelings just like you. When you put stuff on Facebook or when you sit back or you go over there to smoke a sex or you run over there beside somebody and I know you're talking about her or I know you're talking about me or I know you're talking about somebody that's really trying, man, I hurt for them too. Oh, my goodness. I wish somebody would hear me tonight. We have a community church an international outreach for some of you that need to grow your horizon. This is bigger than you think. There is so much that goes on behind the scenes to get ready for one service that you can't even imagine. The little ants that are running around here are getting a big kingdom built. I promise you that. Praise God for the, for the ones who are making something happen. Glory to God. If you ain't an ant, get on board and let's build the mound. <laughs> Praise God. Lord, you're so ooh, you're good tonight. Amen. Oh, glory to God. Lost myself.
I think I lose myself sometimes. I lose my way sometimes, you know. Only way. And I'm, I'm, I'm human. I'm human. I'm just like you. I think like you. I act like you. I sometimes put more emphasis on, on, on the wrong thing than I do the right thing. And the only thing that can get me back centered is to put my eyes on Jesus. The only thing you can do is put your eyes on Jesus. <laughs> I remember one time when I read that for the first time in Bible, that greater is he that's in me that's in this world. I, I learned that I was going to win. I wasn't going to be pushed around. I wasn't going to be beat up all the time. I wasn't going to let anything or anybody take advantage of me because God is great. And greater is he that lives inside of us, brothers and sisters. Grab that tonight. He lives inside of you. You pray and ask him, and you, are, you, you, you know that you know that you know that you know that you have a relationship with him. You can call on him. You look right. Another thing, listen, this is good stuff. You hear right. What are you saying, Brother Mark? I'm saying that this world has many sounds in it. Man, somebody passed my house today in a 1987 raggedy old minivan. The boys were out roping the dummy, and there's Dodge trucks all up in my yard, and, and some guy had swung by to, 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 to talk to the boys, and I went outside to see who it was, and somebody come riding down the road in a raggedy old minivan, and that thing had a train horn on it. They went, Boy, them boys got a kick out of that. I don't think they even knew who it was. Man, them boys of mine. There's so much noise, horns and sounds and lights. People screaming at us <coughs> to do this. And people hollering at us for that. And people yelling and trying to get us to get our eyes and our ears off of Jesus. How many work every day and it's noisy? You're in the program, it's noisy. The world around, they're all the, all the, all the, I mean, it's busy right here at just Caney Creek Cowboy Church. <clears throat> I told somebody last night, I, I had to leave for a meeting, but the short time that I was here, it was, Pastor, get this, we need this, we need that, we need this. Hey, how you doing? Good to see you. Nice kids. Look, I like his haircut. Got a mohawk. Awesome. Cool. All right. Got to go here. Hey, you want to buy that horse? What you want to do? The truck's out there for sale. What's going on? All this noise. Where's God's voice? Where's God's voice in your life? You got to hear right. You got to listen for it. And if you don't get to a position where you can hear God talking to you, you're in a wrong environment, brothers and sisters. You're in a wrong environment. You can come right here. This door unlocks when I get here. As soon as I get here in the morning, the first thing that happens in this church is it's wide open. Why? Because if you need to come here and hear God's voice, you can hear him crystal clear here any day of the week. I, I think that God made me extremely loud. I, I, I can't help the way God made me. Anybody else loud? You know who you are. God, <laughs> I can't help the way that God made me. I'm extremely loud, and I know why he made me that way, because he wants people to hear the word of God. We got to hear from God, brothers and sisters. We got to look right. We got to hear right. Faith comes by hearing. Say hearing. We should strive to hear God's voice. I heard God's voice through Dr. Dave this week. I heard God's voice 
through that mother's tears as she sits inside a hospital room with her daughter that just don't know if she's going to make it or not. I heard God's voice today. Tell me, don't throw in the towel. God, keep going. I heard God's voice. When was the last time you have heard God's voice? Women that are coming to this revival, clean your ears out. If you come into this church, clean your ears out. There are those that say, I know I didn't get anything out of that. I didn't get anything out of that. I didn't get anything out of that. I came, I've been coming for six months. I don't get anything out of this. Why? Because you didn't clean your ears out. You're polluting it with country music. You're polluting it with rap crap. You're polluting it with. <laughs> hey, you thought you laughing at a guy that liked rap back in the day. Now, I ain't so funny now. My pastor used to like rap. Oh, yeah. That's why I let my kids go see Lecrae. See now. Donnie, you used to like rap too, didn't you, Donnie? Huh? I'm just checking. I'll just see. Anybody here like rap? Don't raise your hand. You don't want to give it up in a cowboy church. But there's so much rap crap, TV crap, dysfunctional people that will drown out God's voice. I, I put on my Facebook today in the Facebook of the church, listen. Get away from negative people because they drowned out God's voice. Come on, somebody. Get away from negativity people because they drowned out God's voice. If, if you know God's truth and somebody's sitting there whispering negativity, you've got to move away from them. I know because all my life I've been negative. All my life I've been negative. And there's some here tonight that have all their life been negative, and they try to overcome that. They work at that daily not to be negative. They strive to say, you know what, I, I, I've got to defeat that. Because you can't hear God when you're listening to negativity from the devil. Because it plows in your ears from Satan. The last thing, and I'm done. James 1.26. Follow me there. I listened to someone... Tell me all the wrongs I do. You ever hardly hear somebody say you're doing it right? You ever hear anybody just talk right? Say, you know what? You're, you're doing it right. If anyone considers him, did I tell you James 1, 26? If anyone considers himself righteous, and yet does not keep a tight rein on his tongue. He deceives himself. And his religion is worthless. Boy, the devil gains many victories when we misuse our tongue. We need to let our speech glorify God. I had to grab a brother of mine the other day. I said, man, you ain't going to believe what this dude just told me. He told me I'm doing all this stuff wrong. I've been doing it 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 wrong. And I was like, man, this is just, you know, I take that stuff so personally. I got to stop that too. Because one person's opinion of us shouldn't matter. One person's opinion how you do things shouldn't really matter. 
If you know in your heart at the end of the day you're doing the best you can, that's all that really matters. God knows. Talk right. The devil gains many victories when we misuse our tongues. Let our speech be untied to glorify God. Let our speech be to where the Holy Spirit is, is, is brought upon people's lives into a way where light shines in. Boy, I told <laughs> How many seen where I put, I love me some J.B. Rice on my Facebook today? Boy, God just spoke through that big old man to me late last night. Man, he, God was just speaking through him. And he's like, Pastor, you know, think of how far you have brought this church. You think about it in the very beginning when there was nothing and how far you just kept on going. Think about it, Pastor Mark, when you were back down and there was only a little bit of money every week and you skipped paychecks after paycheck just to make sure the lights were on. Think about all those trials and tribulations, Pastor Mark. Look back over where you've come from and see how far God has brought you. J.B. was using his mouth, and J.B. will be the first. You know, J.B. was the, probably more nominated to be an elder than any new elder that we got. J.B. Rice got more votes than any other elder that we have, and J.B. used his mouth to say, Brother Mark, I ain't ready. There's a lot of stuff in my life I got to fix. I just got to say, you baptized me last year down there at the Guadalupe. He's the only guy I baptized that brought soap and water. I'm just kidding. That's funny. <laughs> we couldn't even find him to baptize him. We was all lost. It took us a long time to find him. We finally found him, did we? And we baptized him in the Guadalupe River. He told me, he said, man, I ain't qualified. I got a lot of stuff I got to clean up. You know, as young a Christian man as J.B. Rice is, and leaning on his truck, and I'm not saying much. He'll testify to that. I'm just listening to how God is using his mouth to sustain this old pastor when the storm's coming. Pastor, look how far you brought this place. Look how far you've done things. Look how, and I'm denying that, and I stay in that level because it's not about me. I stay humble, and I say, you know what? I'm going to make this church all about Jesus, and I don't need no pats on the back. I don't need no thank you, but there are some people like J.B. Rice and several other people here who can use their tongue. To lift up a broken man. Take the pastor off of it. Just a broken man. Because he thinks he might have done something to hurt someone. Or he thinks that something happened to, that someone may not come to church. And he thinks that something happened because someone has children. And those children may never, ever, ever come to know Jesus Christ. And he says, Pastor, God's brought you a long way. Sometimes I got to look at you and say, you know, guys, God has brought you a long way. A long way from who you used to be. It says right here to talk right. From now on, from now on, I'm just going to tell you, we're going to talk right in this church. Amen. Those in this church tonight. And those that are going to hear the same thing on Sunday, the same message I'm going to preach Sunday. So if you want a weekend off, take it off. If you do, I'll be so mad at you. <laughs> Wholesome, healthy talk needs to come out of our mouths.
If not, maybe this is not your church for you. Maybe there's something else out there for you. But one negative person, one bad apple can spoil the whole bunch. One person allowing Satan to enter them, Joel, can get you to quit, get you to go, get you to run. Joel, man, throw your hands up over a few negative things, new negative comments. Let me tell you men both something. You come a long doggone way. Kim, you've come a long way. And just the other day, you were wanting to quit the announcer stand. You go somewhere else, do something else. If it happens to me, it'll happen to you. That's why we got to be in this spiritual fight together. Look, if you need my knife, come get it. But it's available to all of us. We'll open it up. I want to show you something. Oh, Lord, maybe I... Okay, let's just go with the Holy Spirit. You wouldn't want me any other way, would you? If you didn't graduate high school, would you please stand up? Be honest. We're no dummies. We're educated. We got everything we need. You may be seated. If you graduated high school, stand up. You can have all the book sense in the world, but if you ain't got this book in your life, nothing else will make sense. Somebody give God a praise. And let me ask you something else. Talk right. The devil gains many victories when we misuse our tongue. Let our speech be to glorify Him. We grieve the Holy Spirit by using our tongue wrongly. And we've all been guilty and we need to say we're sorry. We've all been guilty and we need to say we're sorry. Maybe we bashed our brothers and sisters. Maybe we said something about somebody else. Maybe we said something and we didn't really mean it out of haste, but it just got back to the person and, and you know, it just makes them feel bad. Can we do something this year that we've never done before? Every one of us use our tongue to lift up somebody else instead of tear somebody else down. It won't be easy. It won't be easy, but it can be done. The cross is proof of that. It wasn't easy, but it was done. And when he said it was finished, he didn't say he was finished. And I don't believe God's finished with anyone in this church. Not me included. Not any of us. We stay in this fight together. Stand up and hold somebody's hand tonight. Give God a praise real quick. Amen. Somebody got something? Every head bowed and every eye closed. Number one, the blood of the Lamb. They overcome Him by the blood of the Lamb. You must have a relationship with Christ. Number two, they use their testimony. You guys are priceless to this church. You have amazing testimonies. Look at the life. I've never taken that life sign off my wall because all of us have a life and it's in Christ today. 
And we have a powerful, powerful testimony. Come on, somebody, hear me. I think that we use our testimony to glorify God. And we've got to be willing to die for it. We've got to be willing to have people walk out of our lives and get off our train. I'm, I, 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 I'm speaking to myself. Hate that sometimes. We got to think right, Cowboy Church. You know who God is speaking to tonight. You got to think right. You open up in prayer requests. You pray for Brother Joe. You pray for Sister Sue. You got to believe that that prayer is going to be answered. You got to think right. And you got to look right. Look to God for all your answers. You got to hear the right thing, too. If you hadn't heard from God, go down there and visit my new family, the ducks at the Jordan. God spoke to me there. Said, new life, new families, babies are coming. If you can't handle the 350, 400 that's coming, how can you handle the 3,000 that's coming? God said to put my shoulders back. Trust him and believe in him. And show those little babies the way. You got to hear the right thing. Hear from God. And the last thing, we got to talk right. Let no unhealthy talk come out of my mouth or anybody else's mouth from this day forward. I will use my tongue to glorify you. You use your tongue to glorify me. And we'll all use our tongues to glorify Jesus. As a unified body of believers. Lord, I thank you for this night. We beat the devil again and again and again. In Jesus' name, I pray. Somebody give God a praise. Amen.